0: the Coachella Valley Firebirds one win away from making history going up against the oldest AHL franchise, the newest AHL franchise looking to take home their first Calder cup. We'll recap game six, get you ready for game seven and that episode tomorrow, but also talk about Ellie Tovanen and Our plans for the locked on NHL mock draft. That's all coming up on this episode of Locked On Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken, Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala, and here at Locked On Kraken, as part of the Locked On Network, we are bringing you your favorite team every single day. Thank you for bearing with me the last handful of days. We've been having power outages here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So my schedule, my recording schedule has been a little bit compromised, just depending on what has been available. Either way, I'm excited to announce that the AHL Coachella Valley Firebirds did a lot of the things we talked about that they needed to do on yesterday's episode. They did that last night. They win game six. They force game seven. And they are Fired up! So, let's start the episode um, and talk about what was a really fantastic game. Now, for the first time in this championship series of the Calder Cup, the road team... Scored first, that, of course, being the Hershey Bears. And we know that they had the momentum, the big Mo. I know Dave Hack still doesn't believe momentum goes from game to game, and maybe he's right. But the Hershey Bears sure didn't believe in that a minute 33 into the game and Connor McMichael scores. Now, if you look at the two goals, spoiler alert, that the Hershey Bears scored, both of those goals, you see the Coachella Valley Firebirds, they technically were in decent positioning. If I had to be really nitpicky, and again, this you're playing for a championship. So if you notice the stick work, there's a player that in, in both of the goals is kind of trying to disrupt the pass, but they're stretched out instead of just skating and lunging a little bit forward to create a little bit more body-to-body, body. kind of just sticking that uh, the stick out one-handed at that. That doesn't give you the most control. That doesn't guarantee, especially when you have someone that's coming in with speed and is going to whack that with their momentum in. So again, if I had to be nitpiggy, I thought the defensive coverage needs some work, but Max McCormick scored just about at the 10 minute mark in the first period. And he did this kind of like karate kid firebirds celebration. He was fired up and you saw on the McCormick goal, John Hayden also scored Cameron Hughes scored. Then we had, Colin, with the last two goals. So he had a brace, as we might say in soccer. A lot of these goals were coming from what we talked about on yesterday's episode. The everydayers, you know, we went live right before yesterday's game, game six. And I talked about having a more of a net front presence. I talked about going and crashing the net with numbers. I talked about making sure that you are getting puck retrievals in your offensive zone and those are things that we started to see for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. You know what else I like? We talked about special teams. The Coachella Valley Firebirds scored two of their five goals. They won 5-2 to two over the Hershey Bears in Game 6. Two of their five goals on the power play. Max McCormick, his goal was on the power play, and Colin's first goal on the power play. And you know what else? Joey Decord also got an assist on that goal, two of four on the power play. So we're getting better in that regard while also minimizing our penalties and keeping a clean sheet on the penalty kill. The Hershey Bears had two power plays. They were a goose egg. So that's two effective penalty kills for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Cole Lind, of course, is your number one star. Cameron Hughes, your third star. And right there in the middle, Joey Dax. He saw 22 shots and made 20 saves was Joey Decord. Not, you know, the best night for Hunter Shepard. But again, I think you saw a little bit of the defense just getting worn down by a determined Coachella Valley Firebirds team. We did see a a goalie change. So Zach Bukali for the Hershey Bears, he got about 10, almost 11 minutes, basically 11 minutes in net for the Hershey Bears. So, all the marbles on the table for Game 7. So, we are going to make sure we have you covered on tomorrow's Game Day episode. We're going to get fired up, and um, it's going to be a big one. Likely going to do a watch party I guess the good news about the power of being in and out is that I got to get some rest. So we're going to have a, an episode early in the day. We'll have a watch party and then hopefully a celebration throughout the night. So that's what's coming up today tomorrow. Uh, but on today's episode, we're going to switch gears. So we know we're going to get fired up. Tomorrow's episode, heavy on the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I still owe you an in-depth look at Jessica Campbell and Grant Fuhr. Some great articles came out about them, so we'll do a little bit of that. But on today's episode, you're going to hear from Ellie Tolvenin And then we're going to contextualize Ellie Tolvanen and how the Seattle Kraken have been able to move, given that they're expansion draft and their free agency has been very different from what we saw uh, the vegas golden knights do of course we continue to get compared to them and i understand why and now that they won the stanley cup it's never gonna end but i think there's things that the seattle kraken that we're doing that give me hope and it's just a matter of now if we're gonna push it to the next gear are we gonna level up Level up, level up, level up, like Sierra might say. And so we're going to talk about all of that, not only today, but throughout the week, because we got to get you ready for our mock draft and then the real draft. And it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time, much more fun offseason for Locked on Kraken. We hope you're having a lot of fun. So stay with us because we've got a lot coming up on this episode and throughout the week. But this episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making every player a perfect fit. The same comes when when it's about your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need will fit the first time around you just place whatever your vehicle is make and model in your garage it's the my garage section and then you will see a green check and that's how you know everything will fit because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game and when you shop on ebay motors with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride! eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We are free and available on most or on all, excuse me, audio platforms. We also are on YouTube. Hello, YouTube. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for commenting. It's always fun to uh, read some of your comments and see what you're thinking about the shows and what's going on, but uh, in just a little bit, I'm going to take you over to Ellie Tovanen. Just a reminder that not only can you listen to Locked On Kraken on your favorite audio platform, you can watch us on YouTube. Hello, everydayers who watch on YouTube. You can also find us on the Sirius SXM app, and you're going to want to make sure you tune in because, again, we have the Locked On mock draft. I've been asking you, who do you think I picked at 20? What are your thoughts? My pick's already in, so I'm going to walk you through our content plan and then once the pick is officially live we'll talk about it here on locked on kraken and then of course um we'll know who we really picked so uh, i think it's going to be interesting it's a little easier when you have you know the two pick the four pick but at 20 mm, i wonder if i'm feeling the vibes of what our front office is trying to do but um speaking of our front office, we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show uh, or in just a minute, I should say um, the front office may be, and Ron Francis and his team didn't always agree on this one player who turned out to be pretty, pretty good for the Seattle Kraken. His name, Ellie Tolvanen, and let's hear from him and his exit interview.
1: Adam's gone. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ellie, now with the Excuse me. Season is done. Can you look back on it and just are there words yet for the journey you went through joining a new team and then having the success
1: that you did? Uh yeah. I mean, it's definitely a really a good year for myself as a player too. But I feel like as a team as too. And um, you know, developing a new new team and you know making in the second round. I think that's pretty impressive. But you know, I think we still have a lot of work to do this summer and uh, you know come back next year. And then I think we have to have the mindset that you know. The second round is not enough. We have to go longer. But uh, yeah, personally, it was a, it was a really good year. You know, if somebody was told me that I'm gonna I'm gonna finish here in, uh, in May and uh, you know make it the second round, I would have been happy. But uh, yeah, definitely, it was a good year. A lot of
0: the guys have talked about how close this room was and how well everyone got along. Again, now that you're part of this group, what was it like coming into it and how did you get comfortable with everyone? Uh, yeah,
1: it was it was really easy actually. Uh, I was just talking about some of the guys and I felt like it was. Right away, after a couple couple of weeks, I felt full comfortable around the guys, and uh, you know it's just a good group of guys, a lot of a lot of different mixes, uh, uh, younger and older guys. But I felt like everybody enjoyed the, each other, and uh, you know it was the it was just a good atmosphere. You know everybody enjoyed to come in the rink and hang out, and uh, you know do things. So that's that's important. I asked you about the assignments your line was getting in the playoffs a few days ago, but just as a whole, how successful were the three of you together? Why did that work in your eyes? Uh. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, you know, I feel like it's just a good mix of uh, you know from Gordo and then Bjerke, uh being a shooter. And uh, you know, I feel like we had the same mindset. You know, playing simple and uh, you know uh, taking care of the D zone. I think that was our biggest key. Uh, I think we played really good defensively, and that's why we we got lucky in the offense too.
0: Ellie, your offensive game has always been praised um, coming up through juniors and everything. But to here in the playoffs, draw the assignment of checking the hardest line from the opponent in the playoffs and being relied on in that role how how much pride do you take in that and and what you carved out with this group
1: oh a lot uh yeah i wasn't really that defensive guy uh growing up and uh you know it's it's something i've learned learned a lot the last couple years and i feel like i need to take you know pride of that uh you know being accountable from the coaches and you know getting the trust from the coaches that they can put our line out there uh you know Against the top guys, and I feel like that's something that it's really nice to see that, Um hear that. In Seattle, they gave me opportunity, and you know, the opportunity it was it was great. And uh you know, our line did a pretty good job.
0: So that's Ellie Tolvanen. You know, he's talking about a lot of different things. Obviously, we got him coming from the Nashville Predators. If you look at what Ellie Tolvanen was able to do. For the Seattle Kraken, Um, you know, coming over after not playing a lot for the Nashville Predators. If you listen to my squad cast episode with Ann Kimmel, you know that we played the Milwaukee Admirables the admirals, excuse me, <laughs> admirably played the admirals and we were going over stats and Ellie Tolvanen actually showed up on the admiral stats because he was playing games there, not with the predators, but he had 16 goals, 11 assists, 20 points overall in about, I think it was just under 50 games for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Throughout this season, but there's a great story on the hockey news where um, they're actually recapping, I should say, a uh, the people show on Sportsnet. But basically, um, you know, Ron Francis talking about how he was reluctant to take Ellie Tolvanen. Um, You know, he said that he gets the credit because he's the general manager, but that he had to be convinced to take Ellie Tolvanen. We haven't really talked about this, but Ellie Tolvanen played for Team Finland in the 2018 Olympics, scored three goals, had five assists in those five games. And um, that's what made him a first round pick. 30th overall for the Nashville Predators. And so it was odd to see that he wasn't playing. And again, if you listen to our squadcast, check that out in our playlist for squadcasts. You can also, um, you know, check out the show notes here. But uh, Ann Kimmel talked about how the mismanagement of Ellie Tolvin and, and maybe other people from Nashville might be the reason we see some personnel changes. For Nashville. Now obviously that was the last series. So we see that Nashville has done exactly that. But here's um what Ronnie Francis had to say, quote, I was really torn on the decision. I wasn't sure I really wanted to do it. My management team was pushing hard. At the end of the day, we decided to go forward. And that's regarding picking up Ellie Tolvenin on waivers. And Francis talked about how, you know, maybe Tolvenin was available even on waivers because, quote, the extra year on his contract. Tolvanen has 1.045 million in 23-24, so that's the upcoming season. And that's the final year of the deal. It can be an issue trying to add players if you get into, quote, cap hell. Part of our plan was trying to maintain cap space to see if we could take advantage. I remember seeing him play early in his pro career, and I, and he had a bomb of a shot. We definitely saw that. I got to see it live in Boston, and that was amazing. A smart, talented player, so we made the waiver claim, fortunately enough. We got him. And I loved what Ellie Tolvenen talked about. If you are an everydayer, you know that the first ever postseason practice in Seattle Kraken history, I was out in Seattle's for that. And I spoke to Ellie Tolvenin. We've had that audio. I didn't, I did not record video. So I had the audio and I asked Ellie Tolvenen about buying into the mindset because it was clear when the Seattle Kraken picked up. Ellie Tolvanen on waivers, Dave Haxtell was talking about really wanting to see him step up into a two-way role. You just heard from Ellie Tolvanen. That's not how he grew up playing. He was an offensive player, and he bought into the system, and it now is a source of pride and something, again, as you heard in his exit interview, and if you want to watch the whole thing, head over to our YouTube channel, and there's an Ellie Tolvanen playlist where you can find it. You can also find it in the playlist for media availability. But if you listen to that, and he goes on to talk about it later as well, Ellie Tolvanen really was proud of what he and his line were able to do on the defensive end. And those are things that don't always show up on the box score. They're difficult to quantify if you're not really watching and focusing in. And that's exactly what we need from this Seattle Kraken team. So Ellie Tolvanen, what is his future with the franchise? Where does he kind of fit in? We'll talk a little bit about that because, again, you heard in this um, in the interview that Ron Francis gave that managing the cap space is going to be important. The Seattle Kraken have been able to do that but are they willing to maybe put all their chips in to use a Vegas reference? Because now people are writing about how is Vegas, is that model the new success model? I don't know. But I do think that if we ride this wave, the Ron Francis wave, who obviously got a contract extension so the Seattle Crack Kraken believe in him. I'm excited to see what can yield, what we can yield from this really foundational approach to leadership uh, to culture and then to really pushing guys to be on the defensive side of things and that was a tough pill to swallow in season one and maybe didn't have the right pieces there but Dave Haxtell as Ron Francis has said absorbed a lot of that criticism some of you were ready to get rid of the guy like that last year and I said I don't know if this is a coaching problem. I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm also not gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater. And now he's a, a finalist for Coach of the Year. Anyway, so let's get into a little bit more, not only thinking about Tolvenin, but Tolvenin is an example of some of those choices that we've been talking about. We talked about it with the restricted free agents, unrestricted free agents mm, a few days ago, a few episodes ago. And now we have to start thinking again, what's the three to five year plan? How does a player like Ellie Tolvanen fit in? But then also, what buttons is Ron Francis going to push? Is he going to be more aggressive now that he has his own contract extension? Is he going to stick to the plan? Is it going to be a little bit of a hybrid and a mix? We'll find out, but let's talk it through. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. And I want to thank you once again for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We bring you your favorite team every day. I'm Erica L. Ayala, your host. Been your host since the very beginning. I wrote some articles as the Seattle Kraken unveiled their logo, their name. I wrote about the Colored Hockey League of the Maritimes. I wrote about Willie O'Ree, all for the Seattle Kraken NHL.com backslash Kraken. And of course, I've been covering the Seattle Kraken right here as part of Locked On Kraken. When I'm not doing that, I uh, am covering women's hockey or on my own platform, Black Black Rosie Media and our women's hockey podcast, The Founding Four Podcast. You. You can also find my Women's Hockey Spotlight every other Friday on the Locked On NHL show. And there might be some other things that I have coming down the pike. When I'm ready to announce those, you best believe I'll let you know right here on Locked On Kraken where you can find some more of my hockey coverage. But you know what? Let's talk through what we are expecting when it comes to the... um. When it comes to the mock draft, so we have, we're going to do this in parts. So we have all of our experts are, are locked on hosts that have not only done a mock draft, and we've given about a minute video. But uh, we're also going to have our amazing uh, mock draft special hosted by Gil Martin of Locked On NHL. He also does the Locked On Islanders show. You've heard me talk with Gil on Locked On NHL, including for the Women's Hockey Spotlight on Fridays. You've heard me squadcast with him about the Islanders. And then, of course, we have Hadi Kalakesh, who we've also had on Locked On NHL, especially right before last year's draft. And we've broken down the whole ordeal with Shane Wright. So uh, those two are going to kind of be your hosts, your guides. And the Locked On um, NHL mock draft can be found on the Locked On NHL show, but then also, of course, the pick for the Seattle Kraken we will have right here on Locked On NHL. So um, after today's show, make sure that you check out Locked On's 2023 NHL mock draft special. Local hosts of the locked on NHL channels have made their picks. And again, hosts Gil Martin and Hadi Kalaketch will break down every selection. And it's gonna be a three-day special that's gonna be happening next week. Here's how it's gonna work. Just so you know, um, or excuse me, it's gonna be happening uh this week, but so we're gonna do um on Wednesday picks one through ten. So that's tomorrow, Thursday, 11 through 21, which means you'll get to hear from me because we're pick number 20. So on Thursday, we'll hear about that and we'll probably spend a decent amount of time on Thursday's show talking through my pick. And then on Friday, you'll get picks 22 through 32. Of course, that's the entire first round. And then again on Friday, Everything will be made available right here on the Locked On NHL channel. Now, we're also going to do our clipping station. We've done this last year. I'm going to let you know Locked On Kraken will be on a little bit of a hiatus from the additional coverage of the draft. That's because I have family coming into town, and so I will be stepping away from the clipping station. But again, Gil and Hadi will have you covered. So anyway... Let's get back to the Seattle Kraken. I told you a little bit about the mock draft and what you can expect from Locked on NHL and what we'll be following. But, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about the draft. And if you head over to NHL.com backslash Kraken, you will see that the amazing Bob Condor has uh, another piece for you getting ready for the draft. And in that piece, he also talks about the long game. And this is where I try to figure out what the balance is going to be for the Seattle Kraken. Um And so, you know, he talks about the 2003 draft and that kind of being a good primer and figuring out, um, you know, how to kind of quantify or evaluate how well someone does uh, in the draft. And, um, And I think it's really interesting. And so why Kraken fans should feel especially good about the 2023 draft depth. Seattle has been part of just two drafts, but already considered among the top third among all NHL teams in the last two months, the Kraken have signed entry pro contracts with all four of their 2022 second rounders, Jaeger Furcus, Yanni Neiman, uh, David Goyette, and Nicolas Coco. The third round defenseman, Ty Nelson has also been signed. And of course, Shane, Wright, And uh, then you have VA Otavaten as well. And of course, we have our guys that have been playing really well in the AHL, including, of course, Ty Cartier, who we saw in the playoffs, Cameron Hughes, who I talked about earlier on this show. So uh you know it's looking good for us it's looking good for us um so we have four picks in the first two rounds um and then three more uh, including the 80 84th overall pick 116 148 168 180 and 212 that goes along with as i've already mentioned we have the um we have the tw- the the first pick that we have in the first round is the 20th pick and that's what we're going to be focusing on when it comes to our expansion or excuse me when it comes to our mock draft. Now, the thing that I think is interesting is again, a lot of people will continue to compare us to Vegas, but how will we move forward? How are we going to differentiate ourselves and I really think For the Seattle Kraken, it could come down to what we do this free agency period. There's already conversations about Eric Carlson. We've seen that we can also build via waivers with Ellie Tolmanen. So let me know in the comments, um, you know, what are some things that you want to see the Seattle Kraken do? What are some things that you think we need to improve upon? You know what I'm going to say? and it has to do with defense. Um, But are there other creative ways that Seattle can find a diamond in the rough? Who's going to be our next Ty Cartier? Who's going to be our next Ellie Tolvanen? How can we find top-tier talent at kind of wholesale prices? Uh, So that's what we're going to be talking about, especially After the draft, and that's all coming up on Locked on Kraken. But tomorrow, it's a game day for the AHL Coachella Valley Firebirds. The most important game day of the very youngest AHL franchise. One way or another, my good friend Haley Moore will be on the ice, uh, along with other dignitaries from the American Hockey League, to present the Calder Cup will the Coachella Valley Firebirds hoist that cup or will the Hershey Bears once again do it? They're the oldest AHL franchise and the new kids on the block looking to make good on our opportunity to host Game 7 in our first ever Calder Cup Finals. We got to watch the games to find out. So make sure you are tuned in. Stay locked on Kraken right here. Again, everywhere you find audio podcasts, You can find us on YouTube and we have lots of fun, exciting hashtag content planned for you until our next episode. And until our live watch party of game seven, right here on our YouTube page, be kind to yourself, be kind to each other, hold fast, stay true. And let's stay fired up for our Coachella Valley firebirds until next time, everybody. Erica L. Ayala signing out. Peace.